Alex. Uh, so we'll also be recording the session. Um, uh, we'll be sharing the notes uh, 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 later after the call. So um, we can um, get directly into the call. Uh, we we have uh, Nathan from Coil. I think he's not here yet. He? Okay, great. Uh, Sabine, would you like to go ahead uh, to the Rafiki update? There he is, just <laughs> in time. Nathan, you're up. Great, hi. Yeah, so Uchi asked me to give a uh, an interlogier focus update for uh, from the Quill's perspective. So uh, regarding that, the uh, paper just being late, thanks. Um, so regarding that, yeah, Coil is putting uh, a little more focus on uh, Rafiki and in particular getting the open payment spec uh, finished so that way Quill can leverage that for uh, its product. By, and they're accomplishing that by shifting resources towards uh, that goal in the form of, well, me. And uh, yeah, so that is our current position on Intelligia right now. Thanks for waiting. Great. Thanks, Martin. Um, we, um, uh, Saben, would you like to go next? Sure, so I'll give uh, Rafiki update. Nathan already uh, touched on that. Um, like he said, we are in the process of adding all the open payments version two endpoints to Rafiki. Right now we are almost done. The, the ones that are still missing are the list endpoints. I'm working on those right now. Um, the reason why those are a little bit delayed is because we actually did not uh, spec them out originally. We just said we wanted to have them, but there was never any um, every any written form of how they would look like and we did that uh just uh i don't know a week or so ago and now we since it's spec out i'm implementing those um we are also um still working on open payments version 2 and uh, making changes to the spec um for instance we just decided that uh, we want to um have quoting as an extra step and not have that included in um in the creation of an outgoing payment anymore and that's still like as soon as it's um, written down in the spec, like it's in our notes, but it's not um, published yet. I don't even think, uh, well, there is a PR, Brendan created a PR. Um, so um, as soon as we have that in the spec, we will then go ahead and implement that as well. Um, maybe Brendan already started implementing, I'm not so sure. Um, and we also um, spec'd out the um, auth server for Rafiki. Um, Remember that open payments um, will um, use GNAP for authorization. Uh, this new um, next generation of um, protocol, and um, we have a first draft of the spec that is also in the open payments repo. And the focus for Rafiki going forward will be the implementation of um, the auth server. And luckily, we have Nathan now on the Rafiki team who has experience implementing off servers. So I think that this will be great. And that's the Rafiki update. Great. Thanks, Abin. Um, Adrian, uh, would you like to go next? I was muted. Sorry. Yep. Um, so 
from the Fainville side, well, let, let me give the um, open payments update. I think everyone's touched on it a little already. Um, unless you, you had that as a specific agenda item you wanted to, to cover, Peniel. Um, are you happy for me to just cover open payments uh, and Fainville sort of in one? Yeah, uh, on, cool. on uh, open payments. Uh... Okay, yeah, yeah, let me let me do that. I mean, uh, like from the Fainville side, um, nothing really to share uh, other than previous updates. Uh, we're tracking well to have private beta users in the US this quarter, um, hoping to have uh, users uh, open up to users in the EU and UK um, before the end of Q3. Um, bunch of licensing work ongoing in various territories to make all of that happen and, and work with banks um, to sponsor us to, to do that. Um, obviously, the, the product will leverage Rafiki. So a lot of the work that's been done on Rafiki is very important to us and will be an, an implementation of all those open payments and APIs um, uh, using Rafiki. Um, so from the open payment side, uh, we've had some really productive, really productive couple of weeks. Uh, myself, Sabina, Brandon, um, Nathan and Alex as well. Uh, um, we had DJ last night as well. A number of people have been meeting regularly to sort of work through issues, um, answer questions, uh, and progress things as as implementations being done in Rafiki. So it's really useful. The sort of the APIs are not just being done theoretically; they're being implemented and and um, updated to reflect what are you know easy implementations or decisions made based on implementation experience. Um, the big highlights are in that pull request that Alex is is sort of. Um, Link to there's a there's a pull request there from Brandon. I think I'll just call out the main gist of that one was what we realized um, was that managing uh, well it's a couple of things. Start off with the asynchronous nature of the APIs. Um, that's quite difficult to manage as a client when you create resources and then you have to keep polling them to get this state. Uh, you either have to introduce something like webhooks or you have to do polling and it's 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 not ideal. Um, and so uh, what we've managed to get away from almost entirely, I think, is is asynchronous uh, patterns. You create a resource and you can go and check its state, but um, it doesn't actually, it's not really, the resources don't really have uh, explicit states. They, they just have um, properties that will change over time. So for example, the incoming payment, um, you can keep checking in on it to see the received amount, which will keep going up as payments are sent. Um, but you don't need to, it's not going to move through state transitions, for example, from like a pending state to a completed state or processing state and completed state in the same way as we um, had proposed in the current document. So we think it's a lot simpler. Um, and the, the biggest enabling change for that was um, as uh, I think was Sabina mentioned earlier, extracting quotes out of outgoing payments. So something that was a little bit um, unwieldy before was that if you wanted to initiate a payment out of an account using open payments, you would create an outgoing payment. 
and under the hood the sending wallet would just decide probing you know send some probing payments of ilp and 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 um, look at its own settlement arrangements and look at its own liquidity and and fee structures and whatever and basically come back with a quote it would it would decide what the send amount and receive amount were going to be um and that was also built into creating the outgoing payment and then to actually send the outgoing payment you would update it and um, set an authorized flag and i think what sort of triggered the conversation around that design was looking at the grants required for that and where we have quite a nice clean grant structure today that maps really nicely to resources and crud functionality where you have a grant that lets you create a resource or update a resource or delete it um, authorization introduced a new action, which was like authorized, which implied that you could do an update, but only update a certain property and things like that. Um, it's doable, but but not certainly not as clean as I think where we've ended up now. So um, the way we we the direction we've moved is if you want to create outgoing payments, you need to be given a grant that gives you permission to create an outgoing payment. And, and that means you're able to send money out of the account. Um, if you want to uh, lock in the amounts that are going to be sent and received, you can do a quote beforehand. And what the sending wallet needs to do is commit to a send and receive amount for a set period of time. So it's pretty similar to how outgoing payments would have expired in the past. Now you request a quote that'll have an expiry. And then when you create the outgoing payment, you'll reference the quote. Um, and as long as you create the outgoing payment before the quote expires, the expectation is it'll be delivered. Um, so, so all of this is... Um, being captured in the uh, in the GitHub repos through the specs and and will make its way through to the readme.io stuff soon. Um, so unfortunately, readme the 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 openpayments.guide is still a little bit out of date. Um, but yeah, that, I mean we will try and get all of that updated in the next week or two. Um, but I would say on the grant side, like in terms of designing how the auth server works and the grants and so on, that's pretty solid. I would, I don't know, Sabina may, um, and Brandon and others may disagree. Um, I would call it 80 to 90% done in terms of we know what, how we want it to look. Um, I wouldn't say it's 80% done in terms of being documented, but, but we know what we want it to look like. And, and Sabina has done a great job of already documenting most of it as an open API spec. So what you'll have is two specs. You'll have a spec that gets implemented by the resource server um, and the spec that gets implemented by the authorization server. And the resource server is the one where you create payments and the auth server is where you go and request grants to be able to do um, things on the resource server. The, the, and just a reminder that the rationale behind that model besides being sort of a well-understood pattern for, for authorization systems like OAuth and GNAP um, is that we'll build a very, um, we, we'll build an implementation of both into Rafiki, but you'd be able to, as a wallet who deploys Rafiki, replace the auth server with your own authorization, which is 
we think is quite a likely scenario. We think it's quite likely that wallets will already have an authorization capability because they'll be logging users in and authorizing them to do things. And they may want to you leverage that for the auth piece, in which case they just have to implement the APIs um, and tie it into their existing auth system. Um, or they can take what's being built by Nathan and, and, and modify it or, or plug it into what they're doing. So, um, the goal here is if you run Rafiki, you shouldn't need to do anything on the resource server side. Those APIs should all work out the box as expected, and there'll be a well-defined interface from Rafiki into a wallet's core system um, to do things like uh, get, you know, free up liquidity or get fee quotes or whatever the case may be. The, the, there'll be hooks um, that are implemented there. And uh, yeah, I think the, the development around all of that is going pretty well. Um, I don't know, Matt, if you want to comment on the Fainville side, like around our integration into Rafiki, or maybe it's a little bit early to, to share anything new on that. No, we can share. I mean, like it wasn't uh, any news before, but essentially um, Donovan on our team has started integrating Rafiki into our actual tech stack. So um, that's a good start. The, the thing he was frustrated about is the lack of documentation. And I said, that's why you're doing it to add the documentation. Um, <laughs> no, so I think it, it, this is a good first step because I don't think Rafiki's been running at all, really. So I think we're going to be the guinea pigs of understanding what 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 is what is there and what's lacking, um, and just help the community get get to the point where it's uh, working and well documented and uh, yeah, well implemented. Yeah, I mean that's it from us, Vanille. So um, I think. Unfortunately, on the open payment side, if anyone's interested in sort of getting the bleeding edge, the best is look at the GitHub issues. And if anyone wants to join the calls that we're having to discuss them, um, yeah, let, let us know via the, the Interledger Slack. We can try and make that happen. It's a little bit ad hoc. We're spread all over the world and we're sort of trying to just have calls as often as we can to, to make rapid progress. I think last week we had an hour call every day um and and this week we've we've already had um had one as well so uh if you people are interested in joining those uh, let us know we'll try and be accommodating um i think the most interesting thing is going to be once we've managed to finish documenting all of that i keep saying we but the most of the work's being done by selena and brandon and nathan um uh once it's documented and we've updated the stuff at the openpayments.guide then to start getting feedback from people and, and so on so i would say please don't like invest too much effort and energy into implementations just yet it's, it's all still a bit of a moving target um we want to kind of crystallize things as we you know actually implement use cases and do implementations as a Fiki. um and you know once that settles down um then i'd say yeah we'd, it would be great to see other implementations of clients or or even all servers or whatever the case may be tooling around it and so on so we'll try and we'll try and also um keep using the the openpayments.guide resource uh we'll make openpayments.guide a, a good resource for that stuff and and if anyone wants to contribute there that that would be great as well Perfect. Thanks, Arjun, and thanks, Matt. Um, Alexa, would, would you like to sh share updates from the IntelliJ side? Yeah, 
Yeah, sure. Um, we have a few. We have a few updates. One of the most exciting things is PFA. Um, Nestor Campos, one of the Grant of the Web grantees, has shared a little glimpse into PFA. Um, he's trying to make it a new payment platform for people and companies. Uh, I'll share a link to the announcement. Share a link to the announcement. Uh, he's trying to do this in, in Chile, which is an interesting part of the world to, to be in and try to do this in. And that's probably one of the, the, the most exciting things to, to happen in the past week. It's very fresh. Uh, there's also a second a second report, which I kind of like the the point to and that's gavin gavin has been trying to use in-page webinization so rather than relying on the extension he's tried to put um trying to put coils off in in the page trying to get webinization working for technically books practically anything that has more than a, more than a single author and you have to kind of scroll through or playthrough. So videos would work the same as text, images would work, or photo books would work the same. He's tried it with um, with text to begin with. And he, at the, um, his grant report kind of looks at all that he's learned in the, um, with the grant, all that he's learned from the ecosystem, um, all that the industry around us kind of seems to, seems to do things like um, some of the new some new legislation coming out of the EU that says all messaging platforms should be interoperable now, or you should strip down the base common denominator. So a message from WhatsApp, for example, can escape into SMS and stuff like that. And he's looked at how that affects webinization as a whole. Um, if you'd like, if you've liked his report, uh, he's also doing a community call for Grant for the Web. Uh, I can't remember the date. That's the 25th, I think. The 25th of this month. Uh, I'm sure Chris has the link for the community call uh, that Gavin's doing. And if you want to ask him questions or see what, discuss more of his, of his feedback from the article, or if you think that was that was good, um, strongly encourage you to attend the, the community call. Yeah, Chris is getting a link. The community call where, where Gavin is, uh, is joining as well. Uh, I think Chris also had a, a, an update on MossFest and tipping. Chris, if you want to share that update. Hello, everybody. Um, yes, it was. it's just very brief to say that we did um, a pretty large uh, partnering with COIL and the Mozilla Foundation activation around the uh, web monetization and tipping. Um, it went pretty well, I think, all things considered. We saw some uh, content platforms and creators that we ushered into the experiment, you know, receive as much as $125, $150 in income, which if you've been following along with web monetization over the last few years, that's a, that's a chunk of change, actually, and started to be kind of visceral and real in terms of the potential of the interactions and the expansion of the capability of, of web monetization. The good news is we're going to spend the next couple months continuing to experiment and play with those accounts. Um, a big piece of that that we found successful was curating gallery spaces of web monetized content and then bringing in people to tip and engage. And we'll be doing more of that kind of work in terms of act activating more people and gathering more feedback about the creator and user experience 
um, around the ability to send small payments directly through the browser. So um, you can probably have some more details on that um, over the next few meetings and probably some more practical next steps as we um, work with Mozilla and Coil to kind of go back out with some marketing. We're targeting uh, early June as an opportunity to reactivate that community. They're keeping all their resources uh, to ticket holders um, for, I think, four months after the festival. So they do something called MozFest Mondays, where they send emails to all ticket holders every Monday with updates and new activities. And we'll basically take over one of those in late May or early June and do a big push. That's it. Sabine has a hand up. I was going to say something, but Sabine, go ahead. You, you, you did this the right way around. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to say, Uchi asked me to share that if anybody in this group would also try out tipping but wasn't part of MassFest, then just reach out to Uchi and he'll get you a promo code for tipping. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll uh, that, but good to know. The, the, the numbers be, be behind tips are really impressive when you think it's only been, MassFest has only been a week. Fight uh, or less than a week, and that's really impressive. Making a hundred or something dollars within a week, I feel my like my content hasn't hasn't gotten there, and even I got some tips out of Mosfest, which I felt really good about. But I saw some I saw some numbers. So creators got a hundred and something, close to hundred, and in tips, and I saw some internal numbers from the activation rate. I feel like during Mosfest there were maybe three hundred or so active tippers. So if you think about it, though, that was Three thousand dollars in tips laying around, and somehow it made it into maybe fifteen people or one hundred fifty people tipping um, a single creator. That's really, really good. That's a good, very good portion of Mossfest. And if the entire Mossfest would have activated the link, we could have ten x this. So in a world where webinization becomes widely available, it gives me hope that. $100 in a few days, $1,000 a month out of a website is actually really doable. Yeah, I think the numbers are about 5% of all people who received it activated it, which I know on the COIL side was right around their goal. And like I said, um, even for time temporarily uh, putting Uchi's offer to the side, we still plan on going out to a lot of those ticket holders and telling them they still can activate it. You can still play with it. We're still doing stuff. So we're looking, maybe, maybe we double that activation by, you know, by midsummer. Matthew? Yeah, Chris, I just wanted to know, did any of the actual um, participants, as in the people who were receiving the money, did any of them promote it during their talk or ask them to go and actively tip? Yes. Now, because of because of stuff I don't want to necessarily get into, it actually didn't end up being a lot of the facilitators directly that were monetizing their assets. It was more some folks that we knew in that community that were already doing that we highlighted or, or work of our grantees. So it wasn't as much, let's say, as someone like putting their session notes on right ads or something like that. Um, we hope to continue to cultivate that. Um, and we just didn't have access, quite frankly, to the facilitators to do training like we had hoped to make that part of it work. We had a sort of had to change, but the folks that we were working with were promoting it uh, very heavily, um, both with our community, you know, within MozFest itself and then with their their communities as well. Okay, cool, thanks.
All right, back to you, Alex. Uh, I think that was the uh, that was the ILF update um, for this month. Back to you, Vinny. Thanks, Alex, Chris. Um, I think uh, uh, with that we complete the uh, updates from the team. So the the floor is open for so for questions from the community. Any other things that you'd like to ask? Uh, it, it's open. I have a question for David, but I don't want to put him on the spot. But I'm still going to ask um, whether, like, what is what is Ripple doing these days? Uh, is there any ILP updates coming from Ripple anytime soon? Hey, you get you. Yeah, uh, no big news out of Ripple. We're very focused on CBDC or central bank digital currencies. So there's a lot cooking there. Uh, I suspect there will be a place for ILP in that stack. So more to come. I'm actually uh, kind of lurking on the open payments developments as well, because I think that would be a big, an important step. So nothing new in this or anything like that. But yeah, I would say stay tuned. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thanks, Ben. Um, if you are new to the call, uh, you can uh, introduce yourself and uh, uh, share what is the project that you're working on. Um, hi, I'm Aliza. I'm uh, sitting in the call. I'm actually I'm not working on a project, but I work with the communications team with the foundation. And so hearing more about your work. That's me. Um, I would say even if you're not new to the call, how about if you're working on something interesting to share? Because everyone is not always in on the community calls. So I would love to hear what some people are working on regarding um, ILP or what your interest is in uh, joining the community call. I would call on individual people, but I can't see who's who's here. Hi, everyone. So this is um, a CD from COIL. Um, I see you've got a, a couple of members from COIL. Or, um, I'm not yet working on myself on any ILP specific work, but um, part of the work that I'm involved in at the Modular Loop sort of foundation, um, and, and Alex and Brianna will probably know more about this, but that community is thinking about integrating or implementing some elements or um, some aspects of Rafiki or the Interledger ILP wallet. Um, as I go through specs, et cetera, on, on this side, right? open payments, Rafiki, Interledger, I suppose I want to make sure that I can understand from a tech perspective what integration or enablement means for for that architecture so i guess i'm just um, getting myself a little bit more familiar with the with the technical aspects of all of this thanks thanks td it's good to have you um, on the call and if you have any follow-up questions please uh let me know it looks like 
I don't want to mispronounce your name. Supash Carey raised your hand. Yeah, that's me. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, so this is my first uh, community call, and I just wanted to understand uh, how Interledger uh, community calls operate. Uh, um, so we, we are uh, building a grants uh, management tool, uh, and we wanted to explore if we can integrate uh, uh, with uh, the Interledger grants process uh, and make things easy for you guys. So we, we are currently working with uh, Polygon Harmony uh near and solana uh polygon is already live uh, and ocean is already live uh and the rest are uh, right now on testnet or in development phase so just wanted to understand how the community uh works here and uh try to reach out to the right people uh to understand uh, the the process grants process here I feel like Chris is the, the best person to explain the grants process here, the way grants work at the Intelligia, um, at the Intelligia Foundation, since he's the head of programs. Um, so, Alexa, who is that? Chris? Yes. Hi, Chris. Yeah. Um, well, grants generally, um, you're not, you know, it's not a hard, fast rule, but we do them through open calls for proposals um which we release and then you know with with specific goals each call for proposals asking for specific things or framed a certain way i would look for a one coming out from us in the next few weeks or at least announcement of it with the goal of opening it by late spring or early summer somewhere in that range i can't tell you exact dates but definitely and we will bring when when we have news we will bring it to this meeting um and we will be spreading it uh far and wide and if you go to grantfordweb.org and sign up for the email mailing list we send that mailing list any new grant opportunity open grant opportunities that come come down so that's just a good way to to there's a few different paths um to to know how um and it'll go in all the spaces that we're in linkedin twitter when when we have information uh the one thing i would say is that we are looking at this one to be more specific um and targeted at the technical infrastructure of of financial agents and wallets so start you know so this one will be a, a more technical and more infrastructure than some of our previous traditional content based ones um really more focused at the protocol itself and the expansion of the ecosystem um and we probably will have other opportunities over the, the rest of the year and going forward so um also i'm chris at uh interledger.org you're always welcome to send me an, an email with a follow-up question but we will be when we have information um we will be making sure that we are banging the drum far and wide sure thanks Chris. Mm -hmm. thanks for the question thanks so much um mark would you like to share Yeah, sorry, I missed I missed the start of the call. I had some issues, but uh, I'm back on now. Um, Good. We're we are just uh, 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 sharing what we are working on with respect to the Internet Protocol. Uh, 
Okay, so we're not we're not using anything very low level in the project that we're doing, which is Hyper Audio for conferences. Um, but we are using payment pointers, and what we're trying to do is uh, kind of move those payment pointers around. So we, the way that that we're approaching it is that um, we have transcripts of sessions uh, from conferences, and those sessions have different speakers, and those sessions can also be remixed. And you can kind of define at various levels the the, the payment pointer that gets used. And so if somebody is, is speaking, uh, in theory, while, while people are listening to them, they will be getting streamed payments. And then after they stop speaking, somebody else would be streamed payments, for example. And we also implemented this in a WordPress plugin. And it's kind of like a, a, a cascade. So if you don't define something at the speaker level, uh, we have this kind of concept of paragraphs as well. Uh, uh, you, 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 can, you can define it higher up. So that comes into play when you have remixes from different people's talks. So a specific talk might have one payment pointer and another talk a different one. And uh, depending on what part of the remix you're interested in or listening to, proportionally the person gets uh, compensated. That's a brief summary of it. I'm not sure if that's low enough level for this, um, this conversation. Thanks, Mark. Um, anyone would like to go next? I see Max. Max. Uh, hey, guys. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just uh, like getting, uh, I'm from Calgary, uh, Alberta, here in Canada, my snowy, snowy city. Um, yeah, I'm just getting uh, acquainted with the Interledger uh, space as a as a developer. So I'm, I'm curious in how different you know people are making different projects. Uh, yeah, my first community call, so just trying to get a feel for uh, yeah the the faces the faces around around the project. So uh, no no questions for me. I'm just trying to yeah, get acquainted. So nice to meet you. Thanks, Matt. Um, Ariel, uh... um, I just wanted to uh, point out that we do have a Slack channel for any questions that people may have um, as you're coming across some of the documentation. And so we check it all the time. And if you have any questions related to Interledger, all of the experts on this call, including Adrian and Alex, will be happy to answer. Thanks, Brianna. Omar, uh, would you would you like to share? Uh... Um, no, I don't have an update for me or any question. Great. I think uh, that pretty much covers uh, everyone. Um, I think uh, that's it uh, for, for for today. As as Brianna mentioned, uh, we have the Slack channel. Uh, Alex shared the uh, link in the chat. Um, feel free to reach out to the team. Uh, with that, uh, I'd like to thank everyone sh for sharing the updates, and uh, see you all next month. Have a great, great, great week. Thank you.
Thanks, Pam. Thank bye. Bye. Thank you, Pam. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone.